people think it's difficult to get started. I don't understand taxes. I will never be able to own that apartment or own that duplex, or that commercial property. I think that it's sort of a lack of education, really, mm -hmm. that if you're not paying taxes or your taxes are minimal, people think you're doing something illegal. Perfect. Hey everyone, it's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. Today we have a very special guest. This is someone that I respect very much. Uh, I recently got in contact with her because uh, I, I saw some of her um, content on Facebook and I, I was intrigued by what I saw. Uh, she's a tax strategist, but she's also, uh, she specializes in the real estate investing field. Now she's been seen on um, uh Everything from uh, Yahoo Finance to Forbes to everything in between. And I know that you're going to be able to benefit a lot from this conversation. I know that you're, you're, you're going to be able to, to gain some information in regards to tax strategies on today's podcast. So I want to welcome uh, Carla Dennis to the call. How's everything today? Hey, Jamel. Thank you so much for having me. My day is great. I don't have bad days because every day is a good real estate day. I am so happy to be here with you. I love that. I love that. I love the fact that you said every day is a good day because it That's is, right. you know, in my opinion, every day above ground is a good day, right? As long as you're alive. That's exactly right. You know, it, it can always be worse, right? <laughs> so, oh, oh, yeah. We can wake up and not be above ground. That's right. right. That's, That's right. a bad day. I love it. I love it. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and um, how you got started in this business? Absolutely. So I'm um, born and raised in Compton, California. I'm a West Coast girl um, raised by parents that are very disciplined. And I went to school and majored in accounting, hated taxes when I was in my undergrad Um program, to be quite frank with you, jumped out of that undergrad program with my degree in accounting. I went to work for a tax law firm as an administrative person. And as a result of that, that law firm helped people that own real estate, the wealthy, the people I aspire to be like, to save money on taxes. So I learned about real estate and I learned about taxes and when I decided to go out and do my own thing, because I, it was time for me to start a family, I have four wonderful sons. And I said, you know what? I believe in Carla Dennis. So I went out and I just started my own business one person at a time. Love it. I love it. And I love the fact that you mentioned you were from Compton. You know, yes. um, you know I'm from Brooklyn, as you, as you know. And uh, we, we kind of have the same background. Uh, I think that um, it's, it's important when you, when you meet people and you gel with people uh, to make sure that you guys can, well, us in general can have that type of conversation. So we understand each other, right? We understand that Absolutely. how difficult, Absolutely. we understand how difficult they can be coming from type of neighborhoods we come from. But we also, we're here to show everybody that this is possible for anybody, right? So we come from a certain background, but uh, we made it out. And 
we're here to show everybody else that they can do it as well. So I love that. I love the fact yeah. that you mentioned that. And, and they can make it out. I think that when you come from a neighborhood like you and I, literally the projects, you realize that when you come up against some things, you can handle it because you have ran from gangs, you have flipped over fences. This girl can still hop a fence today. Let me tell you, I know how to get over some fences. So you know how to get over some hurdles and you don't give up. You just That's keep right. it moving and you align yourself with some good people like yourself and you just are gonna put one foot before the other and keep going. That's right. I love that. And I love the fact that you mentioned hurdles because uh, that's what business is all about. You're going to, you're going to come across hurdles. You just need to get over those hurdles. And right. um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a lot uh, on, on the podcast today as well. So, you know, just to kind of jump into, into the meat and potatoes here a little bit, how did you end up in the, the tax niche? You know, it's so funny. Um, literally when I graduated college, um, and I tell you, I graduated by the skin of my teeth, got out. I failed some accounting classes, had to retake some classes. And then when it came time to graduate, they had recruiters on campus from big CPA firms. And I didn't land that job. I didn't get the job in the CPA firm. And I was sort of, you know, back then a little miffed, a little hurt. But I did land an administrative role in a tax law firm typing up tax briefs. Believe it or not, um, I did know how to type. They were looking for somebody that had kind of a numbers background, so I did have that. And when I got in that law firm, to me, it was another education. Like, I don't believe that we ever go to work for somebody and to get paid. Like, I think we go to work for somebody to get that money, and, and that's an education too, right? Working for somebody, you need to learn something. So, Working in a law firm, they worked on tax returns and strategy for wealthy individuals. And these individuals owned real estate, they owned businesses. It became something of interest. I was like, wow, the more money these people make, the less taxes they pay. How is this possible? And so it just intrigued me. I then went back to school, received my master's in taxation. Um, Put myself through that program and just studied, read everything that came across my desk. I learned how the wealthy people made money. I learned how they kept it in their pockets legally. And it was just a beautiful thing. So when I decided I wanted to be a mom and my parents, I mean, back in the day, my parents, my mom was a stay at home. My mother baked, she cooked for us. And so that was my vision for my family. And, uh, I just started to start my own business. I gave up my job at the law firm, came home to be a mama and started my business one client at a time. Love it. Love it. So you, you decided to take the bull by the horns yeah, and, uh, and do your own thing. I love that. Uh, to me, you can't really win unless you, you're doing your own thing. Because as long as somebody else is paying you, they're, they're holding you back, in my opinion. How do you that, no, that? That, that's my opinion, too. It's... um. It's a, um, what do I want to, what do I want to call it? It's, um, it, the system is set up for people to work for somebody. So I kind of think it's like a funnel. Like mm -hmm. everybody drops in at the top, but only certain people coming out the bottom. And as life continues to progress, when you turn that funnel upside down, you notice that the top is small and the bottom is larger. Yeah. So until we get our own thing going, 
there's only so much we're going to be able to do. That's right. That's right. Now, uh, what, are, you know, just thinking about, you know, thinking on the lines of real estate and taxes, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that people might have? Um, I think that the big misconceptions really around real estate is probably the same um, misconception around taxes is that people think it's difficult to get started. I don't understand taxes. I will never be able to own that apartment or own that duplex, or that commercial property. I think that it's sort of a lack of education, really, mm -hmm. that if you're not paying taxes or your taxes are minimal, people think you're doing something illegal. And that's not true. Um, the system is set up to minimize tax if you are an investor and how to write off almost anything, literally. And then when it comes to real estate on the other side of that equation, I think people look at buildings and property. I, I used to be like that. I used to look at, you know, property and think, oh my God, those people must have, parents must have given that to them. Like I would never own something like that, right? I just think, believing in ourselves is really the, the misconception out there. It's just not understanding, not being educated. I love that. I love that answer because a lot of us, we do doubt what we're capable of, of, of doing uh, within itself, right? We can do more than what we, what we think we can do. Uh, it's just the, the, the mindset shift is, is, is what's going to help you to get from where you are now to where you want to go. You know, so when you think about, uh, taxes in general, you think about uh, real estate investing um, and uh, understanding that there's a lot of things that you can write off when you think about all of these things that business owners have to learn um, when, they, when they come into the real estate niche. And you think about, like I said, you, you recently had a, a video on how to write off just about anything using a new tax code. How can we use that, that same uh, concept to write off uh, things in regards to our businesses or, or real estate. Um, is that clear? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. That is as clear as mud. No, I got it. <laughs> it's great. So the way, really, you got to think of it like this. So I like to tell people there's really two taxpayers that are going to benefit from the tax code is two, is two ways that you could go in the tax code. If you're a W-2 wage earner, there's limits on how much you can write off. You can itemize deductions on your, your own primary residence, but you're kind of put in a box. When you are a business owner, when you own real estate, and when you structure yourself correctly, the tax code literally and the write-offs become the size of an ocean. So you are literally going from maybe a glass of water as a, just a W-2 wage earner. But if you plus that with a business, you plus it with real estate, oh my gosh, now you are playing a bigger game. And that game is really navigating through the tax code and finding all of the nuggets to allow you to have the write-offs. And I guess for me, I love studying law. I love studying tax code. The average person is not going to do that, but this is what I will say. If you can link it, that write-off, whatever it is, I do not care if it's a yacht 
a sports car, your home office, your kids' private tuition, getting your a girl getting her hair done, whatever it needs to be. If you can link it to the pursuit of income, you can write off almost anything. You just got to link it to that pursuit of income. So, for example, if I if I wanted to go away to, you know, we recently went to uh, Saint John. Uh, U.S. Virgin Islands, and um, if I would have had, let's say, a mastermind there and had a group of business people come down, um, I could have turned that vacation into some type of write-off as well, right? That's exactly right. So we don't go on vacations ever. There's no such thing as a vacation. We're always going on an educational trip, and if by circumstance we decide that we're going to spend some time on the beach having some Mai Tais or whatever we're going to do, that's just by circumstance. But we're always in the pursuit of education and knowledge. If it's no more than going to go look at their real estate, going to go look at their property, going to go figure out how we can get some investments, wherever it is that we're going, there's never vacation. That's right. So that way we get the, we get the right off that, that trip or That's right. you know, whatever it is, what Carla is saying is whatever you guys decide to do, if you're taking a trip or if, if you're spending money um, on a new house, write off a portion of your house. I write off my home office. Um, if you, if you write off, uh, if you decide that you're going to uh, do something, make sure that there's some business wrapped around it and um, you can, uh, use that as a, as a benefit to write off and save money on taxes. Is that about right? Absolutely. You're getting it. Look at you. And here's (laughs) the other thing. I think sometimes people think because they own real estate, that is quote unquote, not a business because they're generating that passive income. So I don't want passive income for tax purposes to preclude people from thinking they can't write off and be in a business. Technically you are in a business. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So when, when it comes to uh, real estate and some of the obstacles people might face when it comes to uh, writing off certain things, what do you, what do you see? Uh, what are some of the roadblocks that you might see people face or some of the yeah. obstacles that, that they may face when, when trying to write off certain things? Um, so a couple of things are typically when person is trying to write, do their write-offs for real estate, they limit themselves to only those deductions that are directly associated with their real estate, the basics, the taxes, the mortgage, the insurance, when there's so much more to it. They don't think and put on that business owner hat are really fully put on the investor hat, right? They only think about, oh, these write-offs only pertain to the actual property. But what about their time, effort, and energy to get that property? Did they have to go Mm -hmm. somewhere? Did they utilize their car? Did they travel? Did they buy a book? Did they do some coaching? What are those other expenses that got them to that real estate? I think that... um, they only align themselves with just that one thought process. That's one thing. The other thing that I think that they individuals do often is real estate is its own niche, if you will. It's sort of a specialty and not really working with someone that understands it. I think you lose 
right? Because they're not going to know the other things that you can write off. So I like to, to do business with people that are a lot like me in terms of if I'm investing in real estate, I want to hang out with people investing in real estate. I'm not buying real estate from someone who's never owned real estate before. Like what exactly could you tell me? Um, I just, <laughs> just kind of feel like it's just important to, to align yourself with people with this is what they do and stop taking no for an answer. I love that. And, and you know what? It, it's important to understand exactly what Carla just said. Number one, surround yourself with like-minded people. And um, in addition to that, you are the closest, you'll be compared to the closest five people you hang out with, right? Yep. So if you're hanging out with a tax strategist or a real estate investor and, or someone that understands taxes and real estate, then you'll understand how the game works as well. But it, right. at the end of the day, it really is all about understanding what you can write off and what you can't. Um, you know, one thing that I used to do when I first started in business, we're talking 18, 19 years ago, I used to write everything down that I spent money on. Um, that was one of the hurdles that I, I personally faced, just keeping track of all of that stuff. So I ended up hiring out a bookkeeper at first at 25 bucks an hour. Do you recommend uh, our listeners go out and get a bookkeeper? Uh, should that be one of the first steps or should they? I think um, to answer your question, at the very least, they should have some type of app on their phone that mm -hmm. links to their bank account that can aggregate their income and expenses. Um, there's so much technology out there that can help you. I at least recommend that because it's levels to it. Then your next level is you hire yourself a bookkeeper, assistant type of person. Then your next level is get yourself an accountant that can kind of advise you and then start to level up. Because if you're always looking down, you don't begin to level up, you're not going to come up. So you have to start um, somewhere. You know, I have this system called 12 by 12 where I tell people, okay, at the very least, spend 12 days pulling together your information. The first day, do January. Second day, do February. Get yourself caught up. Once you're caught up, get yourself on some type of app or application or software. If you don't know how to do that, find a millennial. They know how to do it all. Give them a couple of bucks. They'll, they'll do it for you. Um, but we got to start getting ourselves to that next level because in all things, um, in terms of tracking our income and expenses in terms of educating ourselves, keeping that, that muscle in our mind sharp in terms of up leveling to the next level of real estate, just all of it. We just have to continue to level up. That's right. I love that. I love the steps too, because I wouldn't have, been, I, you know, me, I, I wouldn't have thought about um, using an app to sync everything in because I, yeah. I automatically went to a bookkeeper, but like you said, <laughs> there's levels to this. So you got yeah. You got the app first, then you got the bookkeeping, then you get yep. the accounting going, so on and so forth. And that, that just makes life a lot, uh, a lot easier for you at the end of the day. So if yes. we had to give our listeners, a, a let's say, a five-step process to really get started organizing their real estate business uh, and, and making it uh, tax-friendly, uh, what, what would that five-step process be? Absolutely. So the first thing I would highly recommend to your point is organization gotta get organized because money just does not flow to chaos that's number one get yourself organized the next thing that i would say to anyone is 
find yourself a mentor that you're going to work with. Humble, humble yourself and find somebody that's above you that you can associate yourself with because they're going to teach you some things. Once you do that, you get yourself organized, then figure out what is it that you want to accomplish. I think that too many of us have um, not really figured out what we want to do when we grow up. I think we, got, we need to figure out what we want to accomplish. Is it getting in your first piece of real estate? Um, and once you figure out sort of where you want to go, then we need to sit down with somebody that knows how to get you structured, get your structure in order, get your accounting house in order, maybe set up an entity so that you are ready to go. And as opposed to like um, waiting, right? Like just keep making those steps. So it's get that organization in place. Key, gotta know where you gotta know where you are. Order is very important. Get yourself aligned with a mentor. Super important to align with a mentor. Define some goals on what you want to accomplish. Get those goals written down. Get yourself aligned with a tax person that knows that real estate and you'll know if they know real estate because you'll start talking to them about real estate they'll tell you about real estate that's right and then literally put together a strategy to mitigate tax that's really it awesome so obviously you have uh you're in california uh, are you do you work with individuals nationwide or are you just working with individuals in california only we work with individuals in all 50 states. So I'm licensed as an inroad agent, meaning I'm licensed in all 50 states, um, as opposed to like a CPA that's licensed in their own state. Mm -hmm. Most of my clients, they own real estate in multiple states, right? Because now, I mean, we're in a global economy. I have clients that are from different regions, Canada, Australia, different places. So we can do and work with people anywhere. I love it. So if our listeners wanted to get in contact with you, how should they do that? Absolutely. So they can certainly go to our um, Facebook page or Instagram page. That's Carla Dennis Inc. And that's Carla with the K. They can always email us info at carladennis.com. They can Google me, I'll pop up. Um, whatever we can do to provide them some education. We give away a lot of content just to educate people because at the end of the day, we can all get better if one of us just devotes some time to giving to others. Love that, love that. And I'm gonna go ahead and link uh, all of that information in, in the uh, show notes as well, in the description box. Uh, that's uh, attached to this video. So um, at the end of the day, you know, taxes, real estate investing, all of this stuff uh, plays a major role in the average investor's business. Uh, we all want to save money on taxes. Uh, there, Carla has one of these, uh, she has one video that I recently saw. I think I mentioned it already. How to write off just about anything using a new tax code. I, I highly recommend you guys check that out as well. Um, what, are, what are some of the tips from, from that video, uh, by the way? Absolutely. So tip number one from that video is don't fear IRS. Don't think you can take write-offs. Tip number two would really be follow the law. 
Um, there's code sections out there, for example, code section 162 that says you can take all your write-offs associated with income. We need to know that code section so that we don't preclude ourselves from taking write-offs. We need to document our write-offs to your point. Get an app, get a bookkeeper, because the law says we need to show proof of those expenses. So we want to follow the law. We want to do the right thing and make sure we show proof of those expenses. We want to be in a business. So get those entities set up, whether it's an LLC, whatever it is that you need to do. And really, you just got to lean into it and sharpen, sharpen yourself, learn every single day and, and get all those write-offs. Like, do not think something cannot be a write-off because you don't know how to make it a write-off right? Don't limit it because you think it can't be a write-off. Love that. Love that. So you can write off just about anything. And just really about, not everything, but almost anything. Almost anything. And literally pay less in taxes because of it. Especially, right. and, I, and I know this to be true, especially when you're a business owner. That's why I prefer to run my business um, as a business rather than a sole proprietorship. Uh, because you, you get other benefits being, um, being a business owner. We use LLCs. Um, you know, other businesses may use different entities, but you definitely want to check with uh, Carla or uh, your, your uh, a tax professional or attorney to get more information about that as well. But um, are you reading any books right now, Carla? I am. I'm always reading books. I am a serial <laughs> book reader. I'm reading a book right now, Women Work and the Will to Lead is the book that I'm reading. It's by Cheryl, I want to say Sandberg. It's really interesting. Um, I'm really into leadership, right? So in order to create a business and, and get away from just being a solopreneur, I had to learn how to be a better leader. Mm. And so I'm into this leadership and, and training my staff so that they can be better leaders and they can teach others to lead. I'm always reading. I love it. Awesome. I'm going to recommend that book in the uh, show notes as well. But Carla, it's been a real pleasure having you on the, uh, on a, on a podcast today. Um, any last words for our listeners? Absolutely. What I would love to say is, I believe that you should pay your fair share of tax using the tax code, but I do not believe in leaving Uncle Sam a tip. If you're <laughs> overpaying taxes, you are leaving Uncle Sam a tip. I love that. I've never heard anybody say that before, leaving Uncle Sam a tip. So pay your fair share of taxes, but don't overpay because that's then right. that money is going, that, that, that's extra money that could be going into your pockets. Yeah, or into some real estate. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Save money and uh, put it into more investments, which is going to bring you more, more passive income. Well, Carla, it's been a real pleasure having you today. Looking forward to having you on, on board again sometime in the, in the future. And um, maybe we'll, we'll cover some other uh, tax strategies then. Is that okay? Absolutely, Jamil. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here with your listeners. Excellent. And I'll talk to you guys on the next podcast. See you then. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com. 
or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash Jamel Gibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm in LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to REI Education Academy. Com, and that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.